Every time you come around, yeah You lose my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those times I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the time Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Through the one, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying I'm sipping low-key I'm sipping low-key and hiding I get those goosebumps every time I come around, yeah You ease on mine, you make everything so fine Worry about those times I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hind Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yeah Hey, 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 just uh, met up with them out there. So, yeah, we, we go to a bit of effort as well and uh, dress up for the occasion. Uh, and then, then we have uh, some more news along the way to add to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but welcome. Like I said at the top, welcome to Loaded Mag NUFC. Um, and we've got a, a bit of a special tonight, a, a, a double whammy, shall we say, because not only have we got uh, Lee um, from Newcastle Fans TV and, and, and Stephen joining us very shortly, uh, Dad, we've got a new signing. He's here. Sure do. Uh, he's uh, certainly on his way. Um, and it is the main man, uh, the new right back, you know, Libramento. And he already looks good in the kit, uh, that's for sure. But look, what what you make of it all? Uh a little bit unexpected uh, today when the news dropped. Would would you agree or not? No, I, I wouldn't. No, I know. I've been expecting this for a while, but it's, everything was lining up there with with uh, Max Aaron, Southampton, and everything like that. And when the news broke today that he wasn't going to be in their squad, you know, the right was on the wall there. Uh, he, he's definitely on, on his way to to Ostend. Um, no, delighted with with the signing. We we identified him uh, going back. His early days at Southampton, uh, like when he just came from Chelsea and got those first couple of games, he looked good then. Unfortunately, last season wasn't didn't it didn't uh, work out well for him. But um, no, he was going to be uh, uh, some some player for us, I think. And look at the little clips of him today. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it in more detail. But uh, he looks a good a good acquisition. Get in, absolutely buzzing, mate. Uh, a brilliant, brilliant signing. Uh, in my opinion. But like I said, we'll get into it because we want to get the views and opinions of um, uh, Lee Lawler from Newcastle Fans TV. So why not bring him in and talk a little bit more? Here's Lee. Hi, hi, Welcome yeah. back, Lee. How you doing, Aris? Not too bad. Not too We're bad. not going to miss you with the yellow top on. We'll spot you from a mile away. Um, <laughs> on the Ferrari. Not that, not, not that they're doing that well, like, but I'm a Ferrari fan. Oh, okay. but no, I was in Ferrari Land actually there about two or three weeks ago in um, Port Ventura. And then nice little 
park right beside it, uh, Port Aventura. Interesting spot as well. But, uh, what's, the, what's the visit? There's not many Ferrari fans in the UK that always support like a Hamilton or a, a George Russell, so I'm in the minority. But yeah. is, is me true love, and that's why I'm delighted for you to invite us on tonight. Always a pleasure. Um, it's got to it's got to be three or four times now you've you've been on the, the channel. It's got to yeah, it's, it's got to be three. I think it must be four, maybe even five. But look, always a pleasure. We've got like a hat ball or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We, we might. A conversation does maybe after the show. Yeah, well, yeah, you we'll see, see you brush up on his football lads, don't you? How well, let's be honest. Oh, we're not going there not yet. Early. <laughs> we will, but not yet. Uh, he's only uh, only for that game. Now, after the charity game, the banter comes out and the, the grief yeah, comes out. See, our tactics went out the window. We're, we're expecting someone else to be in goal, and then when you, you when you produced a worldly keeper in, in the lad yet in there, he was unreal. We're expecting you in goalie. Uh, that, that, was, that was all our tactics was based on that. But yeah, I was kind of playing goal, but you know, my worries is who's produce, who's producing. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. But uh, pleasure to have you on. He's frozen. Yeah, I was just frozen. Pleasure to have you on, Zoli. But um, yeah, no, I, I've been, I've been enjoying. Yeah, you're back now. Back. I was just gonna say I've been enjoying your, your videos, your your trip to the states, uh, and I, I picked up some some key key questions for you along the way. We, we'll get to it as well. But uh, but uh, no, great videos that you guys produce some great content, and uh, it was it was great to great to see Steve as well. He hasn't met it on the show yet, but uh, uh, it was great to get uh, get an insight from him as well. Yeah, he's probably lying in the gutter, begging for money. He looks like a homeless guy, doesn't he? So, but yeah, he's just eccentric, and, he, and yeah, I've done twenty three videos out there, so and uh, we've still got two more to go out tomorrow. So um, yeah, absolutely uh, loved my time out there. Uh, had a bit of a nightmare a few times with traveling, uh, but. Overall, it was fantastic to see, and I cannot wait for the Champions League draw to see where where we go. Exactly, it'll be an interesting. But look, in order to make that season fun, you've got to sign players, and we have, um, as we've just said, Tuna Livramento um, is a Newcastle United player, or certainly will be very very soon. Um, talks about medical um, being anywhere uh, between tomorrow and Saturday morning. Um, but we'll, as we always do with new signings, we give you the run through. So, first of all, practically Matt, who does report on um, Southampton, put that he understood that Livermore wouldn't be part of the squad that plays um, Sheffield Wednesday in their opening Championship game, um, and that sparked a lot of rumours off right from the off. That was after the press conference, um, and then it was Lyle Taylor really that, that brought it to the forefront uh, a few hours ago. Um, when he said that the deal had been agreed. Um, very, very quickly, uh, the big guns, Ornstein, David Ornstein, and, uh, of course, Fabrizio Romano, here we goes, all over the shop with regards to Livramento. And then our local boys, Pete Graves, um, confirms the deal. And Craig Hope not only confirms that the deal is in place um, and that there'll be a medical, but also mentions that there isn't, the 40 million that everybody's reported that actually it's more so around the 30 million. And of course, Mark Douglas um, mentions uh, that the deal is in place there as well. But Lee, we'll get your thoughts on all things Tino Livramento. What do you make of the deal? And is it the right deal for Newcastle at this point in the window? 
I think it tells me, first of all, he doesn't trust the backups behind Kieran Trippier. And it, we're stacked with them now. I know Harrison Ashby is literally about to join Swansea because they've accidentally released the shirt number on the website. Uh, so he'll be wearing number 30. So that's going to happen. And then I think Mankiw will probably out of the two because I reckon he likes Kraft more. Mankiw will probably go. So it tells you that we've got four or five right backs and he's still not happy. But uh, in terms of Livermento, yeah, he was a Chelsea boy, wasn't he? He was on their, was on their ranks and you uh, nearly signed a contract, but they didn't come to fl- fruition. And then he joined Southampton. Had a fantastic uh, first season, breakout season. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I didn't know much about him. I thought, who's this Italian kid? Because he sounds sounds like an yeah. Italian. It does, doesn't it? Sounds like yeah. an Italian name, but I've London boy, but he's got a Scottish mum and like a Portuguese dad, so he can play for like three countries. Uh, fantastic breakout season. I got it in England in the 21s and then suffered that horrible injury. It was an ACL, wasn't it, towards the end of that season? And he's only just at the end of the back end of the season just gone. Uh, got back into football, so he had a full year out. So um, hopefully uh, that's just a one-off. Um, but it's a signing for, I think it'll be a signing gradually for the first team. I don't think it'll be straight in. I think he will be an understudy at Trippier. But then again, you know, we do have this left-back problem. Trippier could move over during a game to left-back and bring him on to substitute a right-back. That's another option as well. But um, it's positive. It's for the long term. I think it is long term. Trippier's replacement because what Trippier's going to hit, what thirty three this season. So how many years is left in him? But I still think there's Trippier's number one, and Livermore will eventually take his role over the next two or three years. But it's a good signing, and I think I don't think it's all the money up front. I think this has been structured. I think it's been partial payments uh, over that set period. Because splashing out that kind of money in one hit is quite a risk for a lad who's played one game in a year. Yeah, I think it's a really, really interesting point is about the the, the structure of the of the deal. Um, the one thing that a lot of fans outside of Newcastle didn't realise that there was there's a like a forty million sell on to Chelsea, so Chelsea get a huge chunk of that. Um, and will benefit from that. And I think that's why it's taken so long to get the deal done. The second thing is that, you know, Southampton didn't want this sort of money for Livermore. I think they would have quite happily, without the Chelsea-like situation, sold them for about 15, 20 million. Uh, but I think, I think you're absolutely right, Lee, in terms of the structure. There will be a structure there um, with regards to how much we pay. Um, I think... Uh, David in the chat has put uh, Mark Douglas said Tino is 30 million plus five um, with Champions League performances in there as well. So those little add-ons will determine, you know, ultimately what you're saying, Lee, in terms of, you know, how many performers will, will determine how much money Southampton get. But the interesting thing was, um, Daz, is that Sky said, you know, Southampton are confident um, that Livermore will achieve those those kind of increments in, in Southampton are confident that they'll get the full amount of money from him. One thing I'll ask you is that lots of other fans outside of Newcastle are, are referring to his ACL injury, which he missed the whole of last season with. Like, for you, is, is that been in the back of your mind or has that been a concern for you with regards to this deal um, over the last three, four weeks? No, I did see he came back and played a few games towards the end of the season. Um, and I know that the, the medical will be thorough on him as well. Uh, so, no, that doesn't worry me so much. Um, 
Uh, one thing that uh, just kind of touching on what Lee said then about yeah, coming in as right back, but he also can play left back. Like Trippy, he can play left back because we we had uh, Mike from the Southampton Channel match day vlogs on, on with his, when the news first broke about a month ago, and uh, he was he was indicating that as well. So he's an option. Both of our options, and I suppose backup for Burns slash slash Target as well, uh, or or Alex Murphy. But uh, uh, yeah, um, so. Yeah, it's it's a good a good acquisition for us, and you'd wonder now, and I know someone had it in the chat as well. Do we do we look towards the left back now, or do we forget about uh, uh, the 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 wing backs uh, and just concentrate on that um, uh, right sided centre centre back now? Uh, I said that's probably where they will look next, and there's some rumours going around. Even Sam mentioned it today in in uh, when he, in in the Newcastle Fans TV video uh, that right uh, centre back would be the the target now, and there's some rumours uh, being floated around. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Well, actually, just to add to that, I'm um, going back to what Mark Douglas said um, with his point. He he, he almost says. Um, this to a point, he says, really good player, another long-term target, referring to Libramento, and as reported last week, believes that they still want more after this one's completed. Um, for you, what, what are you looking for, Lee, with regards to Libramento? What is What are the key aspects that you expect from Libramento over the course of just his first season? Think about this season in isolation. What are you expecting from him um, in a Newcastle shirt? I'd be very surprised if he's, if he's not more than a, just a squad player at this present stage where, you know, Daz mentioned he fell over at left-back, so if Dan Byrne, again, Trippier can go over there. Um, you'll start the odd cup game as well. If we're already qualified in the Champions League, he might play the last game in the group stage or whatever. If we're dropping in the Europa League, I think he'll play more times there. I think he'll be a squad player. I'm not expecting it to come bang. There's 30, 40 games I think they'll start probably 15, 20 at most, and the rest will be five to 10 minutes sub appearances here and there. Um, but I think it's a sign for the future uh, um, in terms of where we are at the club at the minute. I think Trippier's too good to take out that side, even though at his age, you know, he's fantastic just on and off the pitch. You've seen the videos, you've seen what he, how he acts, how he just conducts himself as a human being. And I think Trippier is literally going to play. 95% of our games, unless it's a meaningless, I'm not more, no, not meaningless, that's not the word, but against a lesser opposition, or you know, if there's rotation, especially December, where we've got like eight or nine games, that's where I'll see. But, um, look, I'm very optimistic, as I say, his breakthrough season, he was absolutely brilliant for Southampton. Um, Southampton are really hard at negotiation, you just got to look at the Ward Prowse situation yeah. as well. They're yeah. trying to get loads of money out of some of their better players as well. Um, so the bargaining, don't get me wrong, they're doing hard negotiations. So, um, but I, I, I don't, I'm not expecting too much from him as of yet. And I think also he's, you've got just got to remember his age. Look at look how young he is. He's a lot younger than the other signings that we've made uh, this summer. Um, so we'll have to see. But I think he'll be a squad player. Definitely. Um, I'll put these on the screen because um, uh, it, these came out. Um, today from The Athletic, um, uh, Jacob Whitehead uh, put these out. I thought they were really, really interesting um, stats with regards to Livramento. Um, all forward carries 20 yards, including those ending with a chance created in the Premier League, 21-22. Now, we have to remember that he did miss last season with an ACL. He only literally played uh, a few minutes here and there in the last two games of the season. That's all he contributed 
the Southampton, but he is back fit. Um, and I'm sure the medical will be um, extensive. But you can see here, the, you know, those forward carries, the chance created, um, you can tell how attacking he is in this position um, and how much he gives going forward. Uh, lots of attacking movements, lots of direct uh, movements, um, all aimed towards that right-hand side, whipping balls in um, and linking the play. But the one thing that surprised me about this um, is uh, the defensive side of things as well. Yeah. And they also talked about, uh, you know, uh, Livermento's tackles and interceptions um, for Southampton in the Premier League in that same season. Like, I don't know whether that surprised you, Daz, but it certainly surprised me because I, what? I always saw him as this uh, marauding, you know, attacking, full-blooded um, fullback that just loved to get forward. But actually, he, he looks a little bit more the full package in that he's actually got everything to his game that you would want in a fullback already at 20 years old. What, what do you think? Well, now that he was officially signed, I did did went back to my uh, Dennis Wise YouTube uh, scouting again, and I, I wrote down a few things. But that reads the game well, has pace, uh, regains possession at, um, of the ball in awkward positions, and uh, he can take a man on as well. And uh, it's it, it's he does he does look quality. Uh, he, I was just thinking to myself, what what is Eddie was Eddie Howe looking for? Why why has he has he I'm going to say gambled in some way sense because because it because that injury it, it might be as we highlighted it's a concern to, to some but he's he's been he be, he's been rigid in making sure he, he gets to Tino Livermore he hasn't gone gone far in and to bring in someone else he uh, he's gone kind of gone all out to, to, to get him so that's really what he what, what he what he wants so uh, yeah but he, he it, no linking in I was at, I was after I did my my YouTube scout and I saw that thing from uh, Jacob as well I said yeah. That's right, Jacob. On the ball. Um, you, you've you've mentioned a, an interesting point before, Daz, um, with regards to not just his ability, um, but you talked about earlier his versatility. Um, mm -hmm. In that, actually, he was a right centre back beforehand, and he has played in that position when he was a little bit younger. Lee, do you think we would consider? Playing him in that position at some point in the season, or are you are you of the mindset like you'd mentioned before that we have to get or, or we need to look at sort of a right centre back? Depends on the game and the situation. As I say, if it's a cup game against I don't know league league cup against Preston or someone like that, yeah, I don't mind that. I think I think with the signing with Livermore, I think Eddie Howe. Look at the players he's improved. Uh, I think Eddie Howe's pretty confident him and his scouting team. <clears throat> And, you know, the likes of Mad Dog, uh, Simon Weatherstone, etc. Graham Jones can improve the lad. I think that's, you look at majority of the squad have improved under Eddie Howe. So I think that will be. The versatility thing is really good. I think I think you likes it. I think Anthony Gordon will be used in a lot of roles this season because you can play left, right, up, even as a second striker. So I think he's looking for a few where they can play across the back. Um, and look, injuries are going to happen at some point. Um, you know, down the years has proven for the last 20 years. We always get crippled with injuries. So, yeah, I, I can see it. But predominantly, I think he is going to be signed naturally as a right-back and then he can fill in in other roles. But at the moment, the, the centre-back issue, I don't think there's a massive issue there. I think there's uh, other problems across the summer where we've, we've, we've literally done, we've signed Tenali and that centre-field is probably the best since the Keegan, Keegan years for me. 
that centre midfield, how many options he's got. And obviously he's brought in Harvey Barnes as well um, for that left wing position and got rid of ESM. But yeah, I can I can see him playing across the back in lesser games, but not the big boys. I'd be shocked. And in fact, I'll go on record and saying that. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. I think um, although he can play there and he is versatile, I think he'll play on that right hand side. I actually I actually think he'll play more than we expect. Um, I've got a feeling um, that Trippier is going to be managed this season. Um, I think he'll, Trippier will play in all the big games, um, as you kind of alluded to, but I do think that Livermento will play a lot more minutes than we expect him to. Uh, and, and, so, what does he do with Crathen? Because I think Crath will play now he's back. I think it's Mancuse the one who's going to be suffered. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, I think I think we all expect Mancuse to, to move on. Yeah. All the window shuts. I think that that's a given. Um, what's interesting though is that Kraft has only got a year left on his contract. Um, so I, I think, in my opinion, Daz, you might think differently. I think we will kind of leave Kraft as a third choice and play here and there, maybe the cup games, or maybe give an opportunity <clears> here and there to be that third choice backup that Mancilio was last season, uh, effectively. But uh, I do think that. Livermento is better than both of them. Yeah, it, it is not just better, a complete upgrade. But Daz, what, yeah. what do you what do you think? You know, it's, it's, an, it's a really interesting point. Craft being thrown into that question. Yeah, I kind, I'd kind of forgotten about Craft for uh, even though he's coming back. But it's the what Craft comes back as well. Like if you remember under Bruce, he, he, he was awful. But under Eddie Howe, he, he, he was he was becoming a, a really good player for us. Just unfortunate with the injury, but. Um, so, I, but I, I feel more confident going into the season because you know, this, this, uh, we have so many players that you you wince every time they go down and go, oh, not them. It can't be them. They can't get injured. And Trippy is definitely one of them because, as well as being absolutely unbelievable at right back and free kicks, and it's just the, the passion he brings, the leadership he brings, and uh, it's just um, okay. We still miss the leadership qualities, but how, we have we have, have a decent player going in there instead of him in in Livermento. So uh, I, I'm. I'm not going to be as worried. So, but I, I think I think he gets some game time as well, Pete. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, and Eddie will will spare Trippy a bit and like take him off at times if we if we go two 0 up, let's say it's a safe bet bringing on Livermento. He's, he's not going to going to cost us two goals kind of thing. So he can he can he can uh, relax him a bit. And with all the games we're going to have next year, we, he's going to need to do something to mind him. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's more than a fair point. Um, I think Kev, uh, I think you've just gone past it a second ago, Daz. Uh, Kev T, right, um, with regards to his ACL that we raised earlier. Um, the ACL is not a big worry. Ashira, Van, uh, Van Dyke, um, Van Nistelrooy, um, you know, Xavi, Zlatan. Uh, this lad uh, is a great signing. Bale is the great comparison. And I think we talked Car- about Callum it. Callum Wilson as well, I think. Callum Wilson, yeah. Very much close to home. You've got Tim Krul, who's um, still playing. Uh, he suffered an ACL on international duty when he was um, a Newcastle player. All these players have come back and, and and done well. And the one thing I'll add to what Kev said, I agree, in that he's 20 years old and you naturally recover a lot quicker from injuries um, when, you're, when you're a young player. So the likelihood of him rec- making a full recovery is definitely a lot higher than that. Um, that's for sure. But look, we'll come back to... Tino Livermento and, and, and continue to talk uh, about him and look where we're going to go next. But uh, of course, it would be rude not to touch on the 
the fact that you have been on your jollies um, as such venturing around the world, Lee, um, uh, supporting Newcastle and following them uh, near and far. Um, look, I, I want you to kind of give us give us a little flavour. I know if, if anyone's not watched the videos um, <laughs> on Newcastle Fans TV, Daz, I know you have as well. You, yeah, you've watched funny. them. Um, uh, just give us a little flavour of, of what uh, this, this trip entailed. I mean, first of all, what was your experience like going to the, the places that you went to? Um, the people, uh, we've got some pictures that we'll kind of throw up as you're going along, but just give us a flavour of what this this tour of America was this time for you. So this is my third time going to America, but this is the first time following Newcastle in America. So um, in terms of America in general, um, the service is a lot slower than the UK. Uh, that's probably me a slight frustration. It's very slow-paced. Uh, every single flight I had issues with, whether it was delayed or cancelled, and I had to jump on an 18-hour bus with a madman alongside me. So that was <laughs> testing, shall I say, uh, is being polite. Um, the, thing, the thing that they do well is the tailgate. I didn't know much about tailgates because I don't watch NFL. I don't know anything about it. But what they do is they just drive the cars near the stadium into a car park. Uh, and it's like an open barbecue with loads of cars and they play games and they, you can grab grab free beers and it's just totally different. And I, and I liked it. I thought that's something that could be brought in England, you know, because it's something that they do really well. They do really, really well at it. And maybe when, I don't know if that's going to be allowed in the, the new fan zone outside St. James, it's probably not because obviously laws and all that sort of stuff. But um, that was that was an eye open. I enjoyed that. The heat was um, something, shall I say. Uh, the coolest day I had out there was 34 degrees, but that's 34 degrees with humidity. So um, the stadiums, um, the first one, well, you can tell it's not a football stadium in Philadelphia in the Lincoln Financial Field. It was very open. You can yeah. see there in the picture, I was in the heat and it was like, oh, yeah. And even Steve next to me, he's American, he was feeling it as well. So that was difficult. That got was for the Villa game, right? That was for the first game, yeah, the double header. So um, it got a little bit cooler because we were starting to go in the evening game. And um, Water about- is cheap over there, Lee, is it? Do you know what it is? The pricing, yeah. prices of everything over there is probably depends which stadium. Um, the Philadelphia is probably the same as St. James's in terms of pricing. Um, the, the Atlanta experience was that's what I enjoyed the most. I was there for three days. Um, obviously, they've got a proper football team in Atlanta United. Um, they've got a hardcore set of fans. And obviously, we were meeting up with Shea Given and Sean Amiobi and all the, all the fan events and everything. And I took more from it probably from the Atlanta experience because. Um, obviously, I know uh, a couple of our subscribers who I met up, especially Jay. I think I've just seen him in the comments, Jay in Atlanta. Um, he was really kind to us as well, upgraded our seats to VIP. There he is. Um, he in the, the stadium in Atlanta is just, it's the best stadium in the world, period. Everybody, everybody talks about, you know, Spurs Stadium. It's got not one Spurs. It blows Spurs away. The way I can describe it, there you go. It, look, it looks like a spaceship, but when you're inside the spaceship, Think of having loads of fresh aircon, and then you've oh. got a football, then you've got a football pitch in the middle, but on the outside you've got two or three levels of just shops, restaurants, food going all the way around. It's it's a bit like going to the Metro Centre, right, with a football pitch in the middle. That's, with aircon. that's that's how I can describe it. It's the only way I can describe it. It's so we are, but wonderful. It's by far 
the best football stadium by a mile. Um, that was fantastic. And the thing that they do well there is that if you um, buy a, a, a Coke, a cup of Coke for $2, you get your refills for free. And that, that, that I know that's so simple, but that blew my mind. It was like, well, it's like it's three quid a pop at St. James and three quid again and another three. The next thing you know, it's like I just kept going back. It was so hot. I know I had the air con. I just kept going back and back um, with the refills. And that was something. Um, going across to New York, obviously, we were really tired because I had my flight cancelled uh, at nine o'clock at night. So we weren't very happy. So I had to jump on a course for 18 hours and we went through... Uh, what states did we go? I've lost track how many there were. South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw your chat. South Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, is it Virginia? Virginia. Yeah, I was stopped in Washington, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then we got to Manhattan and I got to the hotel, uh, had a shower because I felt rot rotten. And then went to the Red Bulls. I've been to the Red Bulls arena before. Um, so I know what to expect. So that was that is a football built stadium. We knew you were shattered, Lee. We knew you were yeah. shattered. <laughs> <laughs> I only that's that's actually in Washington. That picture where I was, um, I only slept for about an hour and a half, so I had a really really tiring day. Um, but yeah, it's a football stadium. It gives me Leicester City vibes, uh, how it is. Um, but yeah, it's, I've been there before, and that was a good night. And Steve just went absolute mental. Took his shirt off and screaming all that. And Darren Neils was only like seventy eight rows behind, but loving it. Darren Neils officially loves Steve, and just yeah. went crackers. And you know, he talks to anybody. And, I, and I obviously, I've you know, this is a big thing for, and this is probably another thing I took away, not to Steve, but a lot of the Americans don't of, often see Newcastle, whereas we take it for granted. You know, we love our away days. A lot of Newcastle fans talk about away days. Um, but this is like a new thing for them because they've missed it. Some of them haven't seen games ever. Like Steve's never been to a Newcastle game. He's had three in a week. Some haven't seen Newcastle for 10 years, 20 years. And it's just, the thing is, they're just as passionate as us. The only thing that they lack if they don't have Newcastle United in their city. And it doesn't matter where you're on the world, just because you can't get to the game, it doesn't make you less of a fan. So they they put a lot of money into merchandise. They put a lot of money into travelling. People come from Los Angeles. That's the other side of you know the states travelling yeah. over. So um, meeting up with fellow fans, they know all the songs, just not with the Jordy accent. It just sounds a bit odd with the extra R's and A's in the words. Um, like how are the lads and all I was like what is that but yeah they get all the but yeah they loved it and I got stopped tons of times I was with Adam P quite a lot as well uh, you sat with me quite often we're often bumping each other it's just weird that we're bumping each other and uh, there we are we're having a pint together and um, we're bumping each other at airports randomly and across the city and I must have seen Adam about six or seven times that week um, obviously we're quite pally with Adam so he enjoyed his time out there as well uh, but yeah, uh, I just ask you a question, question there, Lee, because yeah, that was one of my questions. I was gonna, so yeah, I, I know you, you you bumped into um, all the journals as well on one of the flights uh, over as well. Um, I think it was Keith Keith um, Downey and Craig Hope, and a few of them were, were all on, they were all on the same flight at one stage. They're all on a budget cheap flight, which made me laugh. <laughs> which made me laugh. So that goes to show you that uh, their bosses aren't paying the top dollar for their flights. Um, yeah, so. Less set of spirit airlines, the better, because I'm not very happy with them uh, for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, all of the journals were on, seen plenty of them. Um, I must have seen Keith about four or five times out there. Um, introduced him a lot of fans who loved him as well. Um, so yeah, um, obviously Keith worked with Sky like I do. So um, yeah, it's, it was just a fantastic weekend. It's just a, it's an appetite that we're for the Champions League draw to see who we get. 
obviously it'll be less traveling because it'll only be two, three hours away on a flight. But, you know, if well, whoever we get, I mean, I'll be furious if we get Rangers. I'll be fucking livid if we get Rangers. I don't want to drive to a Champions League game. I want to be on a flight, you know. <laughs> Um, and I'll be there six for points, six points, though. Six points guaranteed, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but I, I want I, I'd rather have four points somewhere else in a European destination or somewhere like that. Um, I'm looking forward to the Champions League draw because that's just a taste, and hopefully, I can bring some more of the lads that come with us as well. Because it's a lot of the time it's either me or me and plus one, uh, which was Steve this time, but hopefully, we'll see them abroad in the Champions League games as well. But yeah, loved it. Stuff. I've got a couple of questions with regards to your trip. Um, obviously, you you spent a little bit of time in Philly to begin with, yeah. um, um, at the head house, uh, if that's right. And um, you got to meet loads of fans there, and obviously you got to mingle. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie; it was a it was it was a brilliant, brilliant watch to see this unfold. How many fans came together, and how um, how great yourself and a number of others that travelled from Newcastle in, uh, integrated yourselves with the American fans as well. And even better to have uh, these boys there, Shola and, and Shane, you'll be able to see them in the previous picture here um, that you had. You know, how, how good is that that, 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 that we're able to put on fantastic meetups where fans from all over the world can come uh, and, and kind of come together. And, and how great was it for you? I know you've talked about the fans already uh, from an American point of view, but how amazing was it that you were all able to connect so well um, in a completely different part of the world? I think it helps, obviously, we're all, I know it's going to sound very, very cheesy, but we are all literally united because we've yeah. all got one common goal, which is following Newcastle United, whether it's on the telly or whether it's in person. So that picture doesn't give it justice because there was more fans there. Just um, that was probably taking a good 20 minutes, half an hour after uh, the pub, because obviously Shane and Shola were doing all the photos and that. Um, but having having them out there was fantastic. Obviously, um, it's again, it's bringing back, you know, former players are welcoming them back. I think Warren Barton was at Philly game as well. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic to see Shane. Obviously, I've I seen... I was in a fan event before, just flying out, and um, you know, Shola, I interviewed Shola on a double decker bus, which was a few years ago, and I'm, I'm, you made a joke about that as well. So that was good crack. Um, <laughs> and obviously, I went to Shane. I went, "Hello, Shane," and he just looked at me. He went, "Newcastle fans TV," and I went, "Aye, that's me, Shane." <laughs> the picture. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was good for the good for the Americans meeting them as well. Um, pictures and you know, because some of them would have been their heroes when they were younger. So especially people who are. Probably around about my age, mid thirties, uh, even even possibly even to the fans that are mid forties. You know, Shea Gibbon was playing for us twenty years ago, so they would have been young and they would have been their hero because that you know. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of jokes about the Mackums, of course. So I bang them in, uh, which went down well at almost every venue. But yeah, it was great to connect. It was nice for us because we got stopped about 200, 200 times out there. With just so many times in your channel's great. What you do is fantastic. Cool other channels as well um going to matches that was nice that was a nice thing because I don't I don't even I get that in England but no win yeah like I did in the States which is strange considering I'm in every I'm in every game but maybe it's people are scared of approaches I don't know I don't know but that was that was good um learning from them why they support the club what they what their background is um a lot of them have family like maybe it was the dad who was brought in Gateshead or Newcastle or Durham or whatever a lot of that, that's why they support Newcastle. Um, I think one of them had a honeymoon in Newcastle. When I went, what? You had a honeymoon in Newcastle? Why? <laughs> and yeah, so his wife bought him a present. It was a honeymoon in Newcastle. I went, eh? 
why? I mean, Newcastle 20 years ago was just, you said the tuxedo boat and a bit of football. Apart from that, what did you have? Because the Angela North Ooh. wasn't there. No. Yeah, Baja Beach Club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Except from no. the clubs, that's what I'm saying. Except from the boat, the football, the, and the pubs, clubs, what you got? <laughs> well, the Lady Bridge wasn't there, you know. The, the, none of these fancy statues were around and out. But, um, yeah, it was really, really good. And it opened my eyes a bit. Because you get that stigma of American soccer. And, you know, and uh, they don't know anything. They're a bit silly. They don't know our sport. Let me tell you, the, the platoon fans that, that were out there. Because there is that stereotype. And I, I do. I take the mic out with Steve. And I go, hey, the soccer, soccer goal, back of the D-net. And all. I say that randomly <laughs> to him. Extension goal, header, overhead kick. <laughs> Just to wind them up. But obviously, they are a lot knowledgeable uh, about it, which opened my eyes a little bit more than all the players. Um, it just, it's it's not massive over there because they've got baseball, uh, the NFL and the NBA, of course, they're the big three sports, but it's, it is grown massively, especially with all the franchises left, right and centre. And now you've got, obviously, Messi over there as well. He was talked about quite a bit. And I think we were over <coughs> that free kick in the last minute and he just went, and I think we watched the game where he scored a couple more on the next game as well. So it's, it, it is getting bigger and, and it'll be interesting to see where the club picked their next destination because they've done Saudi a couple of times and they've done the US, it'll be interesting if they do somewhere like an African, South Africa or go Australia or somewhere. You'll, you'll have to go to Singapore, Lee, because in the airport in Singapore, they also have a train in the airport. Because you're fascinated <laughs> by that. I thought you'd bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I mean, I've been to Gatwick and, and I didn't say it. So I see the train. I was like, eh, they've got a train in the airport. I got prop <laughs> You should have seen it off camera. Because on camera, I'll try and tone it down a little bit. I was like, wow, they've got a train. They've got like five, six stops and all this stuff. And Steve was just looking and thinking, what are you doing? Like, this is mintness. And then obviously I got excited because we had a swim pool outside, um, literally outside the hotel room. Um, yeah. they've, got a, they've got a, and I learned that they've um, got one at GFK as well. And I flew from GFK a couple of times. They've got a train there and I didn't even know. So there we go. Yeah, there's Steve carrying around his keyboard from, from state to state, wherever he yeah, goes. Yeah. <laughs> He's carrying this big, massive keyboard around him. And I was like, Steve, why you got a big keyboard? I can't <laughs> the buttons are stuck or don't work or something. And I just thought, why don't you use, like, buy a little one or use your phone? You know, you can sync your phone up and that's it. Uh, yeah. We've got we've got 280 in the chat. Uh, if any of you 280 haven't watched um, the, the uh, Newcastle Fans TV videos of, of Lee and Stephen's adventures in America, Need to go back and watch it because uh, it'd be highly entertaining. Yeah. But what, I'll, what I will just say, just before, 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 one sec, sec Pete, because one of my first questions I was going to ask you guys, but I was going to wait till Steve popped on, but it was like, are you guys still talking to each other? Because it looks like you're killing each other on the trip, and that's the funny part of watching all, all the all the uh, the episodes yeah. that I've gone up. You're probably it's telling the video important. where do you know at certain points I'm holding the camera up, fixing it, and all this. Yeah. You might be able to pick up little stuff like this. I'm like, right, you're pointing at the feet, pick it up. Um, yes, is the, is the answer. Um, good, good. first time away, so I felt like I was the dad, and I mean that in the nicest yeah. way possible. Uh, because that's the first time he's he's been away, so you know, he was following me and I was guiding him where we're going and all this sort of stuff. So, but yeah, very, very passionate bloke. Well, you can't deny that you've seen that yeah. Red Bulls game, bloody hell. I mean, if that's a friendly. What's it going to be like for a league game or a competitive game? Jesus. Good luck to the person sitting next to them. 
<laughs> probably be you next time. Uh, but, uh, but what I, what I was going to say is that we've got over 300 in the chat. Um, and with that, there's a question that I wanted to ask both of you, Lee and Daz, but also everyone in the chat to answer. We kind of, or kind of touched on it a little bit last night, but you've brought it to the forefront when you've been exp uh, explaining and discussing your, your sort of journey. You talked about the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in particular and how amazing it was. Um, and you gave us the, the spiel just not long ago about, you know, um, you know, all the other features, not just the actual football stadium itself, but what else it offered. Um, it goes back to the discussion at the moment with regards to, uh, and we're not going to talk about ticketing as such, but, but you know, fitting as many Geordies into, into St. James's Park or a stadium at some point, you know, are you of the mindset, and this is to everyone right now, are you of the mindset because of the issues with how big our stadium is at the moment that, that we need to look at eventually um, in the near future moving to a new stadium that can hold more Newcastle United fans but also offer something like what the Mercedes-Benz Stadium offers up in Newcastle? I want to get your thoughts. People in the chat put your thoughts in there with what you think. But I want to get your opinions on this. So, Lee, I'll start with you, then I'll come to you, Dan, with regards to your thoughts on that. Where are you at with regards to the Newcastle Stadium situation based on what you've seen in America? If we move, I'll lose a connection with the club. Not all of it, but I think it would put a bit of a dagger in my heart. I'm not saying I'm a vampire, I'm going to die, or anything like that. Uh, I just think that St. James's Park, yeah, I see it because it's literally next to my work. I can't escape it. Um, but I think it's that's our identity, and I think we can't lose that. A lot of clubs have. You look at you look at even the Emirates. You look at West Ham. They haven't gotten it. I know they've won a cup, but a lot of their fans feel a disconnect with the stadium. I don't want that. I get the facilities do need proofs, but money does talk, and I think you know that they are looking, and especially the fans. On and I think financial fair play will help with that to bring more money in because obviously the stack's going to go in there and the stack are obviously effectively leasing the land off us because it's our land, it's club's land now. And there'll be obviously a lot more bars there open. And hopefully it's like a, a not just a match day thing. I hope it's all the, all the venues on the fan zone are open all the way through the week because it's extra revenue. It's more jobs for the city as well, which helps. Um, in terms of the, the extension, obviously it's the Gallagher. If, if, if that needs to come out, but money does talk and can we go and buy, you know, it's difficult because then the the one directly behind the long one um, has been there long and St James's Park that, that housing with all the students. The one right next of it is a Grade Two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that could be removed. I think money talks and look, it doesn't hit financial fair play if we were to buy them buildings and knock them down. Um, I think it has to be the East Stand to to then go up as well. People talk about the rotating of the stadium and what have you. Um, the whole ticketing thing is very, very complicated. It's very, you can't please everybody, no matter what situation you're in. I'm lucky I'm at every game. I've got plenty of points. But um, there's some parts that, you know, I'm not happy with either. And you guys won't be happy with. You can't please everybody. But I like the fact that they came out, especially Darren Neal came out very quickly and said, look, we listened. We've dropped the price a little bit. It's not ideal, but it's better. Because um, that was the first big probably issue that they've had with fans, the first disagreement. Um, but there will be some more. I think there will be some more heartache, small heartaches, but for the greater good, though, because the way they look at it and think, okay, 
if we're going to charge you X, Y, and Z, we're going to guarantee you European football every season. I don't mind paying a little bit more for my season ticket to do that, but it's it's going to upset somebody with with the ballot and the stadium side of things. And you know, the play devil's advocate in ten years' time, seeing that say these owners give up in Newcastle, move on, we could be stuck with a stadium that we can't fill. Not saying Mike Ashley's going to come round and buy us again, but we're seeing it under Ashley. It just takes one bad owner to take people out the door. So if we were to expand the stadium, come 10, 15 years, we've got a bad owner, you know, it could be uh, the reversed. So it's, I think you've just got to gradually, I think that East Stand is is the way forward and get that up by an extra 10,000 um, and then take it from there. I think it's, it's, it's a poisonous challenge because a lot of fans want to get inside and obviously we've got the support all the way around the world, but even just local, we're the biggest local supported sides all the way down from probably, well, probably from Durham all the way to the Scottish border, local fans. So we've got a massive um, collection of local fans, never mind people like yourself, uh, people Leicester and Daz over Ireland, then people who want to come over. And I think the membership side of things does help international fans as well. It doesn't really help the local fans. So it's it's a complicated one, but for me, if you move St James's Park, yes, we might have fancy stuff, but I will lose a little bit of connection with my club. I think that will happen naturally. Interesting uh, from yourself, Lee. Daz, have you uh, have you got a similar opinion, or is your mind um, is your mindset slightly different? Well, first of all, I got distracted uh, when Lee was talking because I was uh, infiltrated by a whole lot of cows and hats uh, emojis in the chat. It's something that happened on to uh, on uh, to uh, to review that that. Carried forward and to load it, but yes. great to have everyone on board and great to see. I see the main man is there himself, Paul, and I see Stado in, in the chat as well, and a whole load of the crew I there. So past, great... I was going past your window or something. I, I didn't know what was happening for a while. I was like, what's, <laughs> what's going on here? I asked for zebras because zebras are our emoji. But uh, yeah, no, I, I would be similar, not as not as strongly as, as Lee Taylor Troop, but yeah, I don't, want, I don't want us to move from St. James's Park. Uh, but if it comes to like, I want to see what they do with okay with the, the stacked and uh, and how, how it's going to be around for three years or so, and what they do with the extension, how how they can um, they can do something there. And I know we've we've talked about videos as well, Pete, there's something new of what they're going to try and do with, with the east stand and maybe kind of a, 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 a glass roof so that the light gets in and blah blah blah, and they could build on a bit there. So, uh, try all avenues first, uh, but if all those avenues are don't work out. Then and we're still in a situation where there's just madness for tickets and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Then you may have to start thinking outside the box. But um, no, I, the first, my first call, I, I want us to stay at Champions. But it do it, we, you would lose something. Uh, it's it's just like everyone everyone has it. Like uh, everyone remembers their first time going to St James's Park and heading up a hill of some sort uh, and to get there. And you just did when it hits you. That's it, uh, you know. So no, I don't want to lose that. So, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, definitely. Um, some lots of different uh, uh, opinions with regards to the stadium. Um, some are saying, you know, they, they would they would stay St James's Park. They're happy with where they are. Some are saying that they would want to move to a new stadium to facilitate um, more fans in the stadium, but also add. Kind of modern element that a lot of these modern stadiums, obviously the Mercedes-Benz Stadium we talked about Lee as well. Uh, for me, I, I would want to stick with St James's Park, providing that we can develop on the Gallagher and East. You know, if we could make them as big as what 
you know, the Lees is, is, for example, and we can have, we've seen those images before where all four stands are the same size, same, same um, like so design, the same height, all the rest of it. And we're, you know, we're producing a stadium there that's around 75,000. Why is there a need to move? if we could do that, but if we can't, and those restrictions, like you said, on those um, you know, sort of like listed buildings, particularly the grade two ones, right behind the East End, because the, the grade one buildings are kind of on the edge where the strawberry corner is, um, and slightly part of the East End that it takes up, so you could get rid of, you could potentially move those, but it would still have a massive impact on the East End for the rest of it. If we could find a way around that, great, but if we can't, we're always going to be limited to a small number or uh, of improvements that we can make at St James's Park. Um, one person asked, "Can we uh, can we not like uh, switch the the angle of St James's Park?" It's been a discussion for years now of whether we could do that. I'm no I'm no architect. I've got no idea. Um, I think Mirdad Gadusi is one, and and that's probably his expertise. But uh, I think there could be ways around it, but. If, if not, it has to be a conversation, you know. Sorry, 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 sorry go on. Sorry, Peter, but it is on the mind, because if you look at the stadium now, there's already changes happening. You look you look at the real standards, you look at the leases end where they're trying to put posh sheets in there, you look at obviously the um, moving the statue, Shira statue, you look at like just cleaning it up a little bit, looking after it. They're, they're all very serious about what we see as fans. And there is designs, but you know, even Amanda Stavely said on record, what was it? She had a conference meeting, uh, was about four or five months ago. The catering is appalling at the ground. Um, I don't buy anything because the, um, I'm very picky with my food, but it, it's not great. Uh, um, but that that needs to be improved. I think all the, all the shops inside, and it's at the end of the day, it's about money. Let's face it, it's about money. What can the club get in with money? Um, what 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 I do fear is that prices, ticket prices will keep going up because we can't get more in. It has to be, we have to get the money in somehow and that'll affect the fans, which the owners don't want to do. You've already seen the unrest the last couple of weeks with the prices going up and obviously the ballots and obviously that's one way to make money is because they've got like how many, 98,000 or something daft like that, memberships and that's just money for the club. It's a way to come in, but it's going to upset fans because not everyone's going to be at the games. And then people who are at the games, if we can't, you know, if Newcastle are competing regularly, Champions League or Europa League, whatever, someone has to pay for them players. I know TV contracts do, and etc. And Sky and BT and what, or TNT now, or whatever. But you know, ideally, it's, it, it will come to the fans as well. It's not just, you know, the 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 TV contracts. You know, the prices of like I mentioned, like you can buy a bottle of Coke for two quid and refill it unlimited at, at Atlanta. Newcastle might have to charge an extra fifty pence for a bottle of course, because that'll bring more revenue. It's it's way it's effectively it's down to money, and also if they were to allow to extend that east stand, we will have to reduce the capacity for a period of time. That's a lot of people are forgetting for safety measures. So you might if you're pulling that stand out, you might have to say to them people in the east stand, thanks but no thanks, you can't come this season. Or, or we'll have to move you because that for health and safety, that's going to take what eight thousand, ten thousand away for at least a season for that to be pulled out or two seasons or whatever. That's going to cause unrest, but it's for the greater good. Great point, Lee, um, and one that not many have, have, have mentioned the fact that you know to expand the stadium, you do lose capacity. 
for a period of time. Right. Um, that, that's just the, the, the reality of it. And uh, that will cause even more unrest for however long that potentially takes. Um, but yeah, uh, we're really interesting point in lots of different points in the chat. And thank you for all your points. And thank you for all your uh, zebras. Um, uh, <laughs> so I think it's the first time I've ever said that because I'm using the to see a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leads on to, onto it. Well, let's let's get magpies on there instead. Let's see if we can get a magpie emoji on there yeah, instead of a, a, a zebra or something other than a zebra. But uh, yes, there are lots of caps on there. Um, uh, Alex did drop me a message and explain uh, why. Um, <laughs> I'll let you know. uh, but yeah, they are. Uh, thank you for bringing that to loaded, and I'm sure that probably won't be the last time. We see it um, on our channel. And there go the zebras there. Bring back the zebras, Lisa. So I, I asked for the zebras. Right. So I saw all these cows and hats. I was like, what, what's happened? So, yeah. Uh, sorry, that, I, that's probably my fault. <laughs> Remember that farm bill? Yeah, yes. On Facebook. Actually, yeah. actually, I have a, li a LinkedIn question here, Lee. Um, okay. As you're uh, from, your, from your flight over from um, Manchester to Dublin, uh, you mentioned that you're playing a bit of football manager. So uh, tell us yeah. wh who, who you're managing. Like, I presume it's Newcastle. Or how, how's that going for you? Yeah, I played on the way back. I've got a vlog coming out returning back from JFK, and I played on that. Uh, yeah. Managed Newcastle, so uh, I've just won the... What's the word for five trophies? Quintrumple? <laughs> Hello. On five out of six, a lot. I got beaten in the finals. So my teams like I'm ridiculous at the minute. So I've been a little bit like you know Antoine Griezmann. You ever seen that clip where he's on the aeroplane? Yes, he was uh, Mbappe. That's like me playing football manager, and I'm like 20 years ahead now, and it's getting a bit boring because I'm just winning everything. So whatever side I put out, I'm winning like four nils or five nils. So I might be smart. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, I, I think I'm like. 13, 14 years in with Newcastle, and I've won this. I've won the league like six years in a row, and I'm just I'm doing a dad ass where I'm putting all the all the next generation young talents in, and they're just absolutely smashing it. And uh, I think I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to go back to scratch again. The, the new the new uh, version is going to allow you to continue your save from one one version to the next. So you'll be able to, let's say, well, from uh, the, the next one that comes out, you'll be able to um, play it on the, the the next version again. So that's I think they're bringing out the women's as well, aren't they, for the first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that one? What, what was that? What's the new bringing out the women's side, like the WSL and football manager and stuff. I think that'll be a good opener. Then Tyson, you know, and enhance that game. Definitely, um, yeah. You know, football manager talk. We should, we, we should, we should have a further talk after. Uh, around yeah. Actually, to, another question for you, Lee, uh, related to your trip at this time. Um, Alan P, Keith Downey, and Craig Hope all ran up the the steps of Philly uh, to do yes. the Rocky celebration. You missed a trick there, or are you just yeah, well, on a different yeah. level? It was my idea first. <laughs> I told all of our lads in WhatsApp, I'm going to do the Rocky. And the, the, what we're going to do, I was going to challenge Steve for the time. And then we're both, <laughs> he was going to run up, and I was going to run up and see who came out the, came out the, and then we'll do a forfeit. But because I got delayed going there, I didn't get there till Saturday night. I seen Keith put one out on Saturday night. I seen Adam put one out on Saturday night. Went, <laughs> you fucking bastards, you've stolen my idea. Aren't you fucking bastards? So then next day, it's match day, and obviously I had the fan events. I couldn't do it. 
So I'm like, great, that opportunity had gone. So yeah, they stole me ideas. Yes. Yeah, you got the fountains in though. That's that's uh, that was your your little piece. <laughs> oh, when we were going for the Lipper Park. Yeah, that was yeah. just daft. that was just a daft little video where because it was red hot, man. It was like 39 degrees with yeah. with no fire. Uh, I couldn't cope, man. And I've, this tan is actually natural as well. The first time I can see this, it's not a sunburn or anything. That's a natural tan from America. So I'm buzzing about that. Um, <laughs> any questions in the chat? Yeah, there are. Um, okay, yeah, we'll go back to them now. Okay, so when uh, well, Andy asked first, are we sponsored by Aquafresh with the, the background? Uh, no, 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 just uh, our tribute towards uh, at the USA. Uh, yes, we'll hear for Jory. I would have used my phone because I put an aquarium video out today. With with uh, me and Steve, it could be that. I don't know. That? Yeah, no, I thought it was the two the the toothpaste. But anyway, yeah. um, this this one is comes to Jordy Two for Life. How's Ferdinand? Did he miss you? And someone's he did. Uh, I'm not going to say his name because he is just literally two yards away. Um, because he'll wake no. up. But um, I did after about the third day, I started to miss um, just like family members and obviously the dog because the dog goes everywhere with us. But um, yeah, but I I got pictures sent and all this sort of stuff back and forth, and that was making him miss more. And uh, when I got home, yeah, he was literally all over us, didn't want to leave us. Um, and I like I like the fact that my dog is proper, I love him as well. So I like because I'm a softy at heart as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Johnny, Johnny was in the chat earlier. Lee's dedication to NFC isn't as good as what he makes out. If anything, I think he should be doing more while supporting NFC. Bit of tongue-in-cheek tongue in there, Johnny. How many games has Johnny been in this season? That's all I'll say. <laughs> New rivalry. New rivalry. Uh, Lee, you're uh, welcome on our team. Johnny's brother. Johnny, I fly to Saudi on my own and, you know, I go to America uh, to watch all his games. I spend three, four grand and I sleep in my car. I've got I've got no commitment to the club now. None at all. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa asked the question, what was the, your, your highlight of the trip? Oh, that's a great question. I haven't been asked that. There's a few, really, the Atlanta Stadium, um, meeting the American fans. Um, obviously seeing Newcastle out there as well. Um, do you know, it's, it's, it's always the funny stuff. So do you know what? It's at the forefront of my mind. It's been stuck on that course for 18 hours because it was frustrating, but I'll always laugh at it now because it's happened. It's passed. So also, when you went to America, what happened? Oh, I got stuck on a coach for 18 hours. That's that's what I've been asked at work the last few days. And they're all like, what? You got stuck on a coach? Yeah, my flight got cancelled. That's like a story in itself. It's making those memories of whatever happened. And yeah, so, oh, it's a strange one. But actually, that is a negative turned out in a highlight. Being stuck on a coach for 18 hours to watch my club because I'm not committed. Yeah. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just dropped yeah. today at the end. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, another Johnson. Johnson asks, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how oh. what are you giving Sprint Airlines? Do you know what the offer is? Um, Steve got compensation on his, so he was lucky. But um, because they cancelled last, they will delayed it, and then they delayed it, and then cancelled because there was storms coming, but the storms didn't even hit with. Um, so what they've offered me was a fifty pound voucher, fifty fifty dollar voucher, which is what thirty five quid. So I was messaging the back saying, well, wait a minute, I'm a tourist. You know, I don't live in the UK. I need to give us something else. I mean, you just made me lose a flight and I just had to sit on a bus for 18 hours. 
because I'm sorry, this is all we can offer you. So um, I did actually think about making a video just on Spirit Airlines and turn the comments off and just blast them. But um, I thought, no, that, that, might, that might go a little bit viral. So I thought, I better not. I have, you know, done, I, that, I, I have done that with I, Barcelona. I, yeah, yeah, I thought of doing that as well. If someone really pisses me off in, in the future, I'm going out with the video. Yeah. Uh, I'm going so like, good rogue. Sorry, Pete, I'm going on, rogue. On the Facebook page, because now my Facebook page is massive. I was going to put it on there. I was going to put it on Twitter. I was going to go on Instagram. <laughs> you, and all this sort of stuff. Because I was not very happy, as you can imagine, stuck. Because every single train and flight was t for the next day was after the game when we arrived. So, yeah. Um, I've seen, yeah, seen a video on TikTok where Spirit Airlines actually loses its engine power for about five seconds. Um, <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing I didn't get on that flight. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Um, I, I just want to steal a question from you Go guys just for a second. And again, this is, just, this is not just for you, Lee. This is for Daz. And everyone in the chat. Um, and it's about the upcoming season. Um, Daz, you'll only be able to, we'll only get you to answer one section of this because it might take away from what we're going to do in a previous show. But okay, yeah. I, I want to know, Lee, in your opinion, um, what do you want to see in terms of progress on and off the pitch for Newcastle United this season? I think from the ownership, um, CEO, um, Pete as well, um, it has to be that communication. I think it was missing earlier this week. Uh, that was the first sign that can't become a habit. That has to be a regular thing because they've been fantastic. I know Downhill's changed it, um, but that has to be a regular thing where they listen to the fans um, because I felt that they didn't for the first time. So for me, that has to be a continued thing. I think the women's is a big thing this year. Um I've been missing them as well, strangely enough, because I cover them. So I'll be the next three or four women's games bringing content for that. Um, I think that's a big thing with them going professional. I think that's a huge thing for women's sport. So that'll be an interesting to see how they get on with the pressure as well, because I think Becky will now be under pressure now, um, especially if everybody going professional. But um, in terms of growth, I think it's a, it's fan engagement for us as fans. I think that's all we can ask uh, off the pitch to be to feel connected. So obviously everyone in America feels that. For, they're doing a fantastic job. I think on the pitch is going to be extremely difficult to get top four once again because I do think I think we'll finish fifth. Unfortunately, uh, if I feel if I'm being a bit bit negative, but I don't actually think it's a negative because it means that we'll have European football season after season. I think that has to be priority. If Newcastle were to drop out the top four, and let's face it, we've got a really really tough start. We might be sitting mid table by the time Champions League comes around in mid September because of the tough start. Just get off Eddie Howe's back. Um, I was a little bit surprised when Yasser Al Rumian said I, I expect a top four. I was like, whoa, because I didn't. I didn't expect yeah. top four, but he did. And I was like, whoa, is he under a bit of pressure here? Um, so expectations look, we've got top four, brilliant, but let's not kick off if we do drop out because we can win the Europa League. Uh, if we drop into the Europa League, even the we can go back in the Champions League. So I think for me, it has to be continued European football because that's where the money is. Um, it'll be tough with all the games, especially we have a domestic cup run. I think we need one in the FA Cup. I think that's because that's been missing for the last few years because that's for more probably more for the older generation. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited for all the travel. Um, I would like to see the club help with that side of stuff as well. Um, more engagement. Do you know how all well they had all the the fan events? 
why can't they have that in Madrid or they have one in Barcelona or whatever, whichever draw we get? Why can't you have that? Or why can't you have more at home? Because it's all right doing it in America, make it look good and tick a few boxes, and but you've got to start doing that back in the UK. Mm. Can it be a random, you know, it's, um, I don't know, the nine bar, Shiro's bar, whatever, upstairs, downstairs. Could you have Shea Gibbon there or a current footballer and it's a ballot? That needs to continue, I think, that engagement. So yeah. for me, on the pitch, European football, off the pitch, keep up the engagement. And then hopefully there's a, I'm excited when the fan zone does eventually start getting built. And yeah, that's what I think. Daz, um, obviously we've, we've got a show coming up where we're going to talk about predictions and all the rest of it. But you know, from your from your perspective, what 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 do you want to see? Is well, there we go, Premier League loaded predictions are coming very very soon. Okay. Um, Half seven. There you go. Uh, what do you want to see, uh, or what do you see as progress off the pitch? I mean, you've obviously heard from Lee's perspective, but what do you what do you see as progress off the pitch next season for Newcastle? Um, short answer would be more the same, really, because they are you, you can see bit by bit, week on week, month on month, they are they are adding to what they have. Uh, I don't have a detailed answer like like Lee has there, but um, I think I think they are making strides toward. Like I know you've you've uh, you've also got some. Um, uh, cutouts from uh, the interview with uh, Peter uh, Silverstone as well, and um, I'd like us moving to to uh, we're we're going to change shirt supplier in in, in next next season. Uh, give us more details of that close to the the time. Just just suppose yeah, keep, keep us more informed. And they, they did drop the ball a bit with with the whole ticketing thing. Uh, and but I was impressed the way that how quickly they turned around. And there he is. There's Ferdinand. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> and the start gonna... of the show. <laughs> There you go. And he's not going to everything oh. destruction. <laughs> like a whirlwind. Tornado. Wakes up oh, and just destroys everything. He, at least he listens to you more than Steve, though. Yeah, I know. Steve just doesn't listen to me. <laughs> I know. Bless him. But yeah. Uh, no, I would agree. Something I've missed off there. Sorry, Dad. I think um, growing the commercial side, I think that's important as well. Um I think because if we have more money, we've got more to play with. I think that's also important for on the pitch as well. Yeah, that's I'll wrap that up in that question there, Peter, as well. Just um, yeah, they are they are progressing bit by bit. It's, it's going to take time. They've come an awful long way, considering where, what they were left with to where they are now. It's 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 pretty it is pretty remarkable. They are allowed allowed to drop things now and again, and especially if they they they, they turn around like as quick as they did, to some degree. And also enjoy the Champions League music. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That. I, I said that in the podcast there during the week. I said uh, the, the two things I'm looking forward to is the, the Champions League draw on the 31st of August and the first time um, the Champions League music is played at St. James's Park. There's No matter where, what club you support, that, that is the game to watch that night. War flags will be out in full force and it's just going to be absolutely oh, you know, spectacular. You know, I would love to see, I've said this before in another video, Dortmund away, war flags against the wall. Oh, yes. that, that is a battle in itself off the pitch. Yeah. That has to happen. If we get Dortmund away, we've got to all contribute and help to get war flags and match it. That'll be unreal. Yeah. 
that would be class. That would be yeah. class. <laughs> and you know they'd appreciate it as well, 100%. Yeah. Like, they would appreciate the effort that we do because you know for a fact everyone in Europe watches Newcastle's games because they, they, they look at the fans, they look at the atmosphere, they want to be a part of it. There are fans that will be desperate. Well, we're talking about how desperate we are to go to the likes of Dortmund and Madrid and, you know, all these top top teams in the Champions League um, and, and all the rest of it. But actually, they're just as desperate to come to us. They want to feel the atmosphere that they've been watching on TV. Um, so it'll be interesting uh, to see how that falls down. But I have to say, Lee, um, you know, there's lots, lots that are sort of agreeing with you with regards to your predictions on the pitch. Um, one or two saying, you know, I think we should be finishing higher. I think Tom Dixon said he's very optimistic. He thinks we'll finish third in the league and one or two in agreement with him. Um, so lots, lots of different opinions there. But the vast well, majority... I'm hoping I'm, I'm, home wrong. I said eighth, I said eighth last year. Yeah. I hope I'm going once again. I said between 10th and 8th would be progressive. Yeah. I, was, I was dead wrong. And like you, uh, I, I'm very, very happy that I was wrong about that. But um, look, we have uh, 330 in the chat and we didn't set a target at the, end of, at the beginning of the show. So well, we apologise that we didn't set that target. But uh, what do you think, Daz? 350 target likes? 400. 400, oh, 400. I know. Um, I know. We were rapid turnaround in 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 uh, shows, so so it doesn't give people an awful lot of time to catch them all. But uh, uh, yeah, four hundred people can do four hundred. Yeah, why not? Four hundred. Everyone in the chat, three thirty in there and rising. On click right now. Um, jo um, Jordy Mick was absolutely right. Just said it a second ago. Just take the chat one second, Daz. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jordy Mick said, "Hit the likes, folks. Takes a second and means a lot." And he is not wrong. It means the world to us by just clicking that like and it makes a massive difference. Um, a few more questions, Lee, before yep. we before let go. Is that right? Yep, let's go over it. Uh, before we do, I want to give say happy birthday to Chippers. Chippers says he says he's 33, 30, 33 today, but a that's lot of people that, are, are disagreeing. I just meant to say that, isn't it? Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> just met up at that age just, just to piss me off. But the two of you apparently said he was 50 or 55. Yeah, this was 60. Today. There was this higher, higher, lower, lower. <laughs> yeah, get your Chippers answers in man. now. Chippers, man. <laughs> Oh, uh, also, John asked about uh, your jersey league. I know you said it's a start, but uh, tell us what it is. It's a uh, Ferrari F1, Formula One. So, I've got a few of them. So, people think I wear the same shirt every day because I've got a few of the red ones that look similar. But, uh, uh, big fan of Ferrari. That's what it is, F1. That's my other passion outside of football. I've got, I'm, I'm, a, I've got to lie, I'm, I'm, I'm a Hamilton fan. Um, uh, I also like Lance Norris uh, as well. Oh, he's um, cool, isn't he, Lance? Yeah, See, yeah. The thing with drivers, drivers will go. The team won't. Yeah. So I'm not gonna uh, look. I was a plastic of the nineties. Schumacher went to Ferrari. I thought, ooh, he's winning every race. I like these, and I support them since 1997. So there we go. So I was a plastic from <laughs> '97 supporting Ferrari. Bring back Eddie Jordan. <laughs> yeah, the green seven-up car. <laughs> All lot of yellow, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God. Um, right, another question. And um, yeah, this one actually from Carl. Carl said it wasn't a question. So just wanted to say a massive thanks to Lee. My lad was handing out the wristbands for the Atlanta event and he stopped to chat with him, made his day. Nice one, Carl. Nice Thank one, Lee. Yeah, I think it's it's what you can do, isn't it? Your fellow Toon fan, in the day, it doesn't matter whether you're on YouTube or you're just someone who doesn't like it, it's just chat, chat football. So thank you very much, nice 100%. Um, 
Oh, next one. Then this one is a controversial. Leon says, controversial question. Would you be in favor of a stadium share with Sunderland for a year uh, or two if it meant St. James's Park being rebuilt on site to increase capacity? No. Yeah, it can't happen. I know <laughs> it's happening in Milan and whatever, but it can't happen. I think if that was to ever happen, do you know where I think we'll go? I mean, Cat wants to join us now. So it's like, <laughs> this looks like Farm Bill on here. Um, I think we'll go to Edinburgh. And I think it'll be Murrayfield. I know that's a two hour drive, but I think you can fill it because <clears throat> Murrayfield's massive. Uh, I just don't think Middlesbrough and Sunderland would, I don't think that'll go down well, to be honest with you. And I think it's smaller. And I think realistically, if that was to happen, I think Murrayfield, why not? You can fill it, you get more fans in. It's an interesting yeah, suggestion. Man. Leon, man. Sunderland. <laughs> really? Come on, man. I just to say, that's it. You can clip it up, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go viral for the wrong reasons. There's, there's clubs further it's, down the route that you've got. It's not anymore. I came back and it's called something else. I was like, what? What's happening here? Went away and it's called Twitter. I came back. It's called X. I'm like, eh? Yeah. Like, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, we've got one from Judy. Judy asks, are you looking forward to the Amazon documentary? And of course, there's another little clip went out today. And as Craig Lee says, it's hot. Looking forward to that. Yeah, 11th of August, I think. Uh, I could probably say it now. is because Amazon. we've known about the documentary since February. Because <laughs> uh, they approached us and wanted some footage of us. So be interested to see if our footage gets used or not. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. But like uh, the, the clip went out today, um, the the clip that I think everybody loved is is obviously the build up to the the Man United game and the comments that um, uh, that Eddie Howe made. And it says on there, uh, I'm going to do something that I rarely do. And he talks along the lines of, of what he said with regards to Eric Ted Hogg and Man United. And one thing I'll say, boys, and you probably agree with this, is that boy, did it work. Um, because we we yeah. destroyed them that day. I think they got away with the fact that it was only a 2-0 victory uh, because we uh, we pummeled them into the ground and every man you found that I've spoken to uh, 100% agrees with that. Um, so, um, in your opinion, boys, is seeing that clip, I don't know if you, I'm assuming you've seen that clip, Lee, um, with regards to what was put out today uh, from Eddie Howe. And it, no, does that, not solidified that he has not only does, does he have the dressing room but but he's got the ability to really motivate these players and play at the absolute highest level oh what a try he's got bite he's got a bit of nastiness in him he's used a manager for deliberate reasons to get the best out of his group and as you say that 2-0 was a battering the best game probably has played all season just a shame it wasn't four or five weeks earlier uh, uh, we got the press release this morning with it so yeah a fantastic clip and there's a few more coming. I think what we'll see um, during this, um, if the cat wants all the limelight, yeah. Uh, I think what <laughs> At least that's what, what the cat's, what's the cat's name? Oh, yeah. Well, the cat's called, it's just called Coco, but the other one's called Pops. I've got two cats. So uh, put them together, it's Coco Pops. Yeah. I, did, I didn't name them to be, before anyone starts. It was my daughter uh, who named them. Uh, she called that. Hey, one. don't pass it off, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> So one's called Coke and the one's called Pops. But um, the Amazon stuff, I'm looking for, it'll be an interesting to see behind the scenes as well because yeah. you usually know this as well. Naturally, you forget the cameras on you. You do. Yeah. And so although you're all live right now, 
and you're putting on a show, but naturally you'll forget that there's a camera on there on you all the time. So it'll be an interesting to see how the dynamics and all of that work. And obviously the club would have had to authorise the release of it as well because there'll be some stuff that won't be allowed to go out. I'm sure they'll not allow it. But look at the NUFC media team, a lot more lenient nowadays because obviously they wouldn't allow anything out of the club. But um, it's it's a good job that everything's went, everything's went well because if it didn't, that wouldn't, I don't think they'll be allowed back with the doors if it didn't go well. Yeah. Definitely. Another question here, um, uh, and actually I'll go to this one from I Like Coffee first. Uh, it goes, I want to thank Lee and the other YouTubers who went to the U USA to give us coverage of Newcastle. For most of us who were unable to travel there, watching the vids uh, made us feel like we were there too. I second that. I watched both your videos, uh, Lee, and Adam P's, and, and of course Keith Downey and Craig, a few of those as well, as uh, snippets. But uh, no, there was just, you, you did feel like you were there, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure for the people in the US as well, that they'll go back and they'll, they'll see themselves on YouTube and they'll, they'll be delighted as well. So no, from everyone, I think, uh, well well done to everyone that did it, and as I yeah, like coffee says. It's a big shout because a lot of them are spending their own money as well. So um, big shout out to everybody who went out there. I spent a ton, three grand just to get there and back in all the hotels, and that's not including what I spent there. So, but uh, that's why I work, and work are really really good with me. So they allow me to go to games and everything like that. So because if, if they take that ability away from me, I just wouldn't be myself at work. I wouldn't probably give me all in all honesty if I was restricted. Yeah. So I've got to thank Sky for that as well. No, fair play. Uh, PDK, shout out to PDK as well. Hope you're well, buddy. Uh, who is your front three for Villa? Honestly, it's like a fucking zoo in here. Um, <laughs> in the chat as well. Yeah. The, dog's getting, the dog's getting jealous now because I'm stroking the cat. And the cat, oh, yeah. The, the dog is literally just there looking at us. Um, <laughs> front three. Oh, this is a tough one because who do you play up top? That's that's the, the these are the good decisions, the tough decisions. Who do you go for at top? Me, I'll go either. Daz, do you go for at top? I, I had this question in Irish Mags chat today, and I said, because people were talking about their fancy football team, who will I put in the three Newcastle players if they're going to put them in? And I was saying, watch the Seller Cup, because Eddie, what he did last year, he, he played played his keeper and defence in one game, and his uh, he's, he's first choice and attack, his first choice attack in, in the second game, or something like that. So, I go Isaac, but I know people are saying that Wilson has a great rec record against Villa. I go Isaac. Mm. I think Isaac has to nail this season. But, you know, Isaac came in, uh, what, January, February, they got the best out of Callum Wilson as well. So it's a great problem to have. And hopefully that does because, you know, after Harry Kane, you'd probably say Wilson's probably maybe second choice England strike as well. So he doesn't want to sit on the bench. So it's an interesting one, I think. Um, I think it will be Miggy on the right. And then on the left, mm. I got the funny feeling Michael Barnes. See that's, see, that's an interesting one because um, obviously you've got Gordon, you've got Joe Linton. I think Joe Linton will be sent mid. I know you can do go over there. And it might be a little bit too soon for Willock to start because he's only just, I know he's been out in America, but he's only just come back, a bit like Kraft. I think yeah. it's a bit too short for these two lads to play in two weeks' time, but that's what I'll long stuff yeah, as well. So, but I wouldn't mind if it's Gordon over Bond. I think uh, give or take, but um, I think if, if both played the full thirty-year games, Bond's getting more goals, and that's why he's brought in. Do you do you think though? Uh, obviously, a question for both of you. Do you think that the the emergence? Uh, to be fair, actually, 
Um, so Corey Fraser just put this in there as well. He put An Anderson too. So in, in relation to that, do you think the emergence of Anderson might mean that Joe Linton is hoyed out onto the left? Because Joe Linton plays on the left of a midfield three, but so does Anderson. Uh, and when he's played in pre-season. So does that become a talking point in the build-up to Villa, in your opinion? Oh, do you know what's brilliant? We're not having a discussion about Nabil Bentaleb playing centre midfield anymore. There's <laughs> <laughs> ones about, wow, what good, good problems we have now in centre midfield <clears throat> and in wing, left wing, because we've got... Comp- I think the squad depth is better and it will get better. So, you know, I was a little bit sad about ESM going, but there'll be another player next season, I think. Oh, I don't really want him to go, but you understand why he has to go. Um, so it, it's competition for places, and you know the will. As I say, there's a lot of games. There's going to be injuries. Going to be a lot of form. Um, Anthony Gordon has played a lot of football. He's not had a rest. Same as Tonali. Will they have? A, will they? Will both of them suffer a burnout? Do they need taken out for two, three games towards like winter, autumn, winter times? So it, it's an interesting. You mentioned Elliot Anderson. He's had an unreal. Pre-season, absolutely brilliant. So is Lewis Miley, but be interested to see what he does for them. But both of those lads can put, go on the B list on the UEFA list, so it doesn't affect our, um, our squad. So, but Elliot Anderson has a little bit more uh, versatility, whereas Miley is literally just a centre midfielder. So Anderson can go on the left as well. So it's it's options, and it's what we want. Um. Pete, you're not going to want to hear this. Uh, first of all, is that there's a lot of talk about bringing back the zebra, but we won't go there. We won't go there. But no, I want. I wanted to. Where's the one? Where's the magpie? No magpie. I can't find the magpie. But uh, this, I think we took talk took talk about one topic off air last night. I don't think we talked about it on air because right? I didn't watch the, the end of the show. But uh, we bring that up with the, it's a devil's advocate question. Pete. Yeah. So, see what Lee's thoughts are. <laughs> You're getting worried now. <laughs> the question is, right, Harry Kane, if he ends up at Bayern Munich, right, Spurs are with a lot of money. They need a striker. Would they consider going for a, taking, not that we're offering him up, but taking Callum Wilson from us? And then what do we do? Where do we go? You're asking me that. That's just a, a conspiracy theory there. Put it into the air and just see I, where, where. I don't it. think Wilson is valued high because of his age now, because he's now hitting his thirties, so he's not going to go for crazy money. Like Isaac would. Isaac could quite easily go for eighty million or something like that, but I don't think Wilson will. And I think that's realistically Newcastle sell him. Can he get a player at the caliber of Callum Wilson for a similar kind of price? You know, are you because because of his age? So I think you are, I think the club, it'll have to be something stupid. Like, how, realistically, how much is Wilson? If you sold Wilson now, 30 million? Because of his age? Would he be uh, any more? And, uh, what did we sign him for? From Bournemouth? 20? 20? Yeah. 20, 20, yeah. For me, he's better now than what he was at Bournemouth. I'd want more money for him. He was probably valued at 30, but obviously you would... Negotiate because you know that Spurs have all that daft money if they want to sell Kane, so you know that. So that's in your leverage. The, it's the English taxes, if you call it, but and because it's Spurs, and because and it's Spurs, yeah. Yeah. higher, higher, Daniel Levy. <laughs> I think the problem is if you lose, if you lose Isaac, have you got a goal scorer? You yeah. haven't. If you lose Wilson, you know you've got Isaac. I think if it's give or take, I think you've got to have both of them. Realistically, because if you sell one, what's the point? What's the point? 
because you're not going to finance a fair play. It, it was make it weakens us basically, but I can't see Spurs doing that. He's got one year left on his contract. Again, in the age and one year left, so yeah, I think he'll stay. I think it'll yeah. be an no, interesting. No, when, when, yeah, when when I'd offer him up, and we just just I think it was Pete was your suggestion that what if this happened? And, and I would love Hurricane to go just for Spurs a week after. I, I, I think it, it might it might have been Chris actually that mentioned it. Um, What's that? About the Callum Wilson potentially moving, uh, I mean Spurs potentially moving for Callum Wilson. I think he did mention that, um, but it's a great discussion because, like, not to say it's going to happen. One or two are put in the chat. It could be a younger, a younger striker that they go for. Belhovic has been linked, but I think he's. I think they're looking to swap him potentially with Chelsea, with Lukaku going to Juventus and Belhovic going to to, to Chelsea. Which would be a good move for them. The reason, the one thing I'll say is that there's not many strikers around pedigree of scoring goals like week in, week out. Callum Wilson is that guy. He got 18 last season. I wouldn't put it past him getting double figures next season, whether it's 10, 15 goals. And I wouldn't put it past Isaac getting more than he got. I think he got 10 last season. I wouldn't put it past him getting. Um, getting more than what he got last season because he'll have a full season under his belt. So I, I, I agree with I agree with your point, Lee. That I think he might be too valuable to, to move on. But what do we do? You know, we talk about one year left on his contract. That domino effect because if Bappe goes to Real Madrid, because that's probably and it's, it is a domino effect. So if he goes to Munich or whatever, there'll be a domino effect without a shadow of doubt. Strikers if Kane was to move because Spurs yeah. have got all that money. Um, but uh, Spurs. Spurs are a Spurs role. I don't think they're a threat this season to us at all. Even with Harry Kane there, I think they've got one world class player, Son two maybe on his day, but he had an awful season last season. So, Richardson... I was on, I was on the channel Lee earlier on. Um, uh, it was on the United channel, and they asked about predictions and all the rest of it. And there was one fan, I think he was a, I think he was an Arsenal fan, that surprisingly that said he thought that Tottenham, if they kept Kane, could get into the Champions League. I, I personally don't believe that would be the case. Even with Kane, without Kane, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, in my opinion, I think it could be a really difficult season for them. But I have to say, um, just really quickly, received. Um, there is a super chat in the house. Massive thanks again. Um, two nights in a row, Dominic. Thank you very much. Cheers, for Dominic. Ninety-nine pound uh, or uh, ninety-nine. 99 um amazing job guys and great to have leon thank you very much dominic much appreciated and and thank you for um all your support um just to give a shout out if you haven't subscribed to the channel we've got less than 80 subs away from 6k so help us get on the way to 6k as soon as possible and whilst you're there click like to the channel for tonight um and if you're new to the channel have a watch back of some of the shows that we've had on this week and the weeks previous because um, we've got good content and lots more content coming forward. But Dominic, thank you very much for your support. Um, That's your fuel money at St. James's Park, isn't it? What's that? That's your fuel money at St. James's Park, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, it, to, to be fair, um, with the cost of living, it's probably more. 
the amount the amount of fuel it is now, uh, and I'm not even going to go into that as what what yours is because yours we're, we're looking at flights with you. Yeah, well, actually, the last time remember remember the last time I went over, uh, my flight was cheaper than Chris's train. <laughs> That's true. Crazy. And, and I, I was there for the game. Chris, Chris only turned up in the last ten minutes because his train was late. Remember? Oh uh, yeah. Um, we'll have to talk about that. We'll have to talk about rematch. Um, yeah, we'll probably do that off airly. And if we've got a little bit of time afterwards, uh, rematch. I am a miles behind in the chat. Apologies to the chat. Uh, with, with only uh, two of us, it, it's hard to keep up. So uh, with the chat, especially when you're chatting as well and engaged in the conversation. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who's 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 messages. I haven't got to yet, but we, we we'll try and get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do another couple of questions if you want to to round it off because um, Lee's been amazing and um, and stayed with us. Um, for a little bit extra. So, there's any couple. In fact, there's there's one actually that I wanted to that uh, I put Perfect. to you boys yesterday. So I'll um I'll throw this out to you. What do you make of this, um, Lee, with regards to the touchline ban, um, of um an assistant manager, um, being able to be in the in the technical area. Um, obviously I put it, this up last night just before we finished the show. Uh, when we're not necessarily going to see this. In the technical area only anymore uh, of Tyndall and, and how together and uh, I did put this up you might not be able to read it but it's the it's the conduct in the technical area um, of what you know coaches captains and players should be doing in various situations uh, we don't need to read all the all the details and that but what do you make of that news that came out the other day with regards to that first it's not a witch hunt against her it's not I've seen everyone having a meltdown saying, oh, it's got this Newcastle is. Sky, Sky this, Sky that. Do you not, yeah. do you not think Sky. they're the biggest affected, though? Because if, yes, if you look at all the other managers, managers... They stand together all the time and yeah, chat. Exactly. And it's really and, only Green Jones only pops up every so often. But those two literally stand and talk all game. That's going to be quite difficult because that's natural for them. Whereas most other clubs, I can't even think of another assistant manager who does that, to be honest. Um, you may get an assistant manager who comes up and effing blinds and tells someone you're not doing whatever, but I think we're the only ones that have two up constantly. So that's going to be tough. That just mentally trying to trying to trying to not do that as well, um, or how they're going to alternate as well. It it hinders us. I think I think that is right because that's a tool in our weapon that Eddie Howe likes. It's not a witch hunt against against us. I think we are trying to improve the behaviours. Um, because there is a few loose cannons in the Premier League um, and people who go over the line a little bit, literally. Um, but it's not working for us. It's a, it's a negative, but it's petty, I have to say. But I understand why they're trying to bring it in to, to stop all the, the bullshit on the touchline. And, and also, you've got to remember that it'll be interesting that we're going to have 100 minutes per game, potentially, is another one, because they want to stop now the, and it affects us because, let's be honest, we did slow the game down when we were winning games. Yeah. We were clever, we were cute. Uh, we're going to have to think of a different tactic now if we're winning 1-0 because the referee is just going to add that on. And it can go on up to 10 minutes. You've seen it in the Men's World Cup. So it, it's two things, really, that we're going to have to come up with and look at, at back at how and how if Tyndall has to go up for five minutes and swap over or one of them goes in the stands like McLaren used to, I don't know. Um, uh, Magpie Brandon Cat wants some dinner. I think she does because she's very vocal. I don't know if you can hear her on the mic. She's meowing her head off. Um, 
So it'll be interesting, but it's it's petty, let's be honest. Definitely. Now, uh, you're the same mindset, Daz. Um, it's a petty situation to be in with a technical area. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. Um, it's just a stupid. Like, he's, he's not doing... Like Jason Tindall hasn't been involved in any skirmishes. I know he has a few words uh, on the the pitch and stuff, but no, he's not doing anything like compared to the Klopp situation, running down and and pulling the hamstring on, on his way running back. But uh, no, it's I, I yeah. Lastly, you said I, I do get what they're trying to do. They're trying to, and it's not not just picking on Newcastle. It's just the way it was broadcast that it happened to pick uh, out the Newcastle game as as an example um, of 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 that. But uh, no, look at. It's just well, the, the new, every year there's, well, there's, there's a, a different rule or two that come in and we just have to live with it, just. Definitely. Right. Um, sorry if we've not been able to get to your questions tonight. Um, um, we'll obviously, we always try and get to them. And um, Dad, you, you've been fantastic trying to keep yes, up with the chat. Good. The chat has been amazing tonight. Um, so many good points, but also great questions for Lee um, as well. And of course, Lee, Absolute pleasure to have you on. Great to just chat. It feels like we're just kind of sitting uh, in shearers, just having a having a natter away about various different topics, uh, which always yeah. makes for. Yeah. You know. Nah, it's good. Thanks for having us on. It's good to have a chat and good to chat about like winning charity games as well. Uh, <laughs> well hold on, I wanted to hold on just a after the show ends because uh, I want to talk to you about this because this is, this ain't over. This ain't over. Uh, that is for sure. But, um, Rocky Part so, 2. Definitely. But, uh, but Daz, I, I don't know if you want to hit the um, hit the sponsors before we, we sign off. Let's do it. Let's do it. So shout out to H2O Bathroom Design Co., the Northeast's largest supplier of Velcro and Botch bathroomware. Team Valley Gateshead, over 20 years established, run by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate, Gateshead. And there, the cat's getting a shower there. Uh, and yeah, here's some of the, the beautiful bathrooms that are on offer via H2O Bathroom Design Co. And uh, yeah, go check them out. Also, shout out to the radiatorshed.com as we put Lee in jail for wearing the Ferrari top. Uh, but yeah, here's some of the radiators on offer there. Uh, look at get contact Ross. Mention loaded, you'll get the loaded discount, and he will sort you out with some fabulous radiators. And through his other company, the install works, he'll get them uh, installed as well. So give him a shout and he'll sort you out. That's the radiator shit. Also, Pete, we should mention what's coming up um, next on loaded. Next up, as we mentioned earlier, um, at the moment we have no other shows planned until Sunday, but that could change. Um, but yeah. We're back with the Premier League uh, Loaded Prediction Show. And, yeah, we're going to make that a fun show as well. Uh, we have a guest coming on there, someone you haven't seen for a while, Keith May, or sorry, Pete, and maybe I have let the cat out of the bag there with the name of the guest. But uh, <laughs> there he is, there's a cat. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we are back on Sunday night. That should, should be a bit of crack. I tune in for that Sunday night, half seven. Monday night, Pete, tell us what's happening. Uh, we're back, Battleground Europe. Let the games begin. Um, we've got representatives from a number of these clubs. Um, and yes, Lawless will be back uh, to talk all things West Ham. Uh, they're still clawing onto Europe by the skin of their teeth. Conference League. So he's going to be waxing lyrical about his side chances or will he? Um, they've had a difficult one. Can I, can I put in? Yeah, go for it. When he got Dan on, 
Dan used to support Newcastle. He did. <laughs> he's, not, he's been on the channel oh, so many cool. times. He's cool, he's, yeah. uh, he, he used to have the top. He was, yeah. he, he was a Newcastle fan. He, he, he even tried to do the Geordie accent. The, the Jamaican. It, it, it sounded more Jamaican than Geordie, but he tried his best. Oh, um, see, that's why I thought I thought you might not have mentioned and give him a little stick from me. Uh, he's yeah. down. The man's a quality lad, isn't he? He is. He's yeah. a top hey, fan. Pete. We, we could draft him in. He might be around uh, when we talk that thing about Lee after. He might be around. We could bring uh, in a ringer. <laughs> he could well be. Uh, that's for sure. Lee, Lee, hold on just a couple of seconds uh, after the show. But um, but look, everyone in the chat, you've been amazing. Thank you so much um, for sticking with us um, and, uh, um, and being a part of tonight's show with Lee. Um, talking about not only the signing of... Tilo Livermento, he's on his way, medical potentially tomorrow, and also looking at Lee's, um, uh, obviously, experience um, in the United States for the summer series. Guys, we are there. And uh, there's, I think you want to throw the question out. Yeah. What's the, question? the question is, how do you like that? Cheers, Lee. How you like Drink it.